G'day and welcome to Radio Notes, where those in music talk life, those in life chat music and more. I'm John Merch, the host, the producer, the guy who cuts things up and puts them together. And this is episode 50, where it's also December the 15th that it's released, which is a date that has a lot of gravitas to why we're here now and how we're a little delayed in where we are now. But instead of going through the ins and outs of that and going down... um, the cyclonic whatevers of it, let's just have a look today at not having a feature guest, but some of the audio that's made it onto the cutting room floor that, due to the 29-58-minute shows, have not been heard before. Also, some highlights from the last 49 episodes. A bit of a mixed bag, a fruit salad, if you will, but instead of chopping up all the ingredients, the fruit, for example, laying it out and then finding the links and putting it together, do this as I go along. This will be a bit of creative writing of the audio kind. So, you ready to dive in for the next 28 minutes? Let's do this. But he's also a writer. That's right, yep. Detours has been released. Mm -hmm. And is that where we can, I guess from a public point of view, not a musician's point of view, see that deeper side of who Mr Rogers is? I guess so. I mean, an autobiography does something to let you into that, but it is it is an autobiography. You know, he's written it, so he's going to let you see what he wants you to see. Um, and... How long does it take to really get to know a person, especially, like you say, an enigma like Tim? Um, Mm. Everyone is multifaceted and Tim is very multifaceted. And I'm still getting to know him. Um, But he, he works very hard and he is doing a lot of different things. So whereas a lot of musicians might at this point in their career go, okay, cool, I've had a good time and now I'm going to go and just chill out. He's still out there working. He's still doing something he's never done before, like writing a book or thinking about writing plays or participating in theatre. Like I saw him in this very peculiar space for him. He, he, he said it on stage as well. And that's of being at a writer's festival, mm. talking about his own work, mm. being asked about his own work from what he seemed to perceive as way more better and smarter writers than he is. Not <laughs> saying that he isn't, mm. but that's the way he seemed to perceive it. Mm. Zanny there, who's worked with Tim Rogers, who's released a book called Detours. The wick starts to go mushroomy and lets off black soot and it just it looks terrible and it doesn't burn well. So trimming the wick is a huge one. Brianna, way back in Episode 7, giving us some candle maintenance. We also caught up with The Smile Case and had a chat with them, particularly about Ben and his life growing up. One of the tracks is called Glen Meyer. I believe it's a place where you are. On the last record, Angel Beach... There was a song called Glenmire that we did, and uh, that's the town. My mum lives in Glenmire. It's like two churches, a general store, and a graveyard kind of thing. One, I know one's a Baptist church. Glenmire Baptist Church. I know one's Baptist. I ended up going there one time. I sat through a whole service uh, because he, he was the pastor that um, baptized my brother, and I was never a big church goer at all. Like I was, uh, I'm not going to get really into it, but not really a religious person by any means. Like I'm very re- realistic in, uh, 
like I get that there's some I, I like science is like what I believe in, but aside from that, um, like the fact that there's a hell is like just insane. Like there's a guy with horns and there's flames, and then there's like I don't know, just like I know like that might be like metaphors or whatever, but like. I feel like when I die, it's going to be black. Like, I don't remember one thing before I was born, and I probably won't remember one thing after. But I never – you never know. But, like, I feel like investing time and money into uh, something like that, there's better things. Like, I get some churches and religions do do give back to communities, and I don't want to chop up religion too much. But, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff that's crazy. And uh, that's – I'll say for – another day or song or something i had to get my passport one of the stipulations for your passport is you had to have a, a signee but it had to be someone who've known you for a certain amount of time and it had to be um a, a pastor or like someone that wasn't a family member or a relative and i'm like well i guess i could just like go get my pastor to sign the passport so i never went to church the only time i ever went was like when i was a kid there was like a spell for maybe like a month where my mom thought it was a good idea to send me to like a church daycare thing. And I think it was more so, so she didn't have to, you know, get a babysitter maybe. So I remember the pastor like a little bit from that. And like my brother was baptized. So I remember the pastor. So I sat through a church service. I haven't seen the, went to church in like five years or six years at this point for any reason at all. And sat through this whole service just being like, bored as hell no pun intended and then uh after just like he's like oh it's good to see you in church and i'm just like yeah can you sign my passport paper give us a, a bit more of a picture of the area though so you're saying two churches a post office um, that's it tobacco fields uh we grew up in a tobacco community so cigarettes big green leaves everywhere uh so it was a big farming community i grew up you know, after my father passed away, like seven years old until my mom still lives there. And so like, it's always been a big part. I roamed around there as a kid, waited for my school bus there. The first time I ever heard a Weta song, I was at this girl's house in her swimming pool with some friends. And like, I remember Teenage Dirtbag coming on the radio being like, whoa, this is the catchiest song ever. And we're all having a blast. And so it was like this, actually a neat round circle thing once again is BBB sang on Glenmire on, on Angel Beach. So that's, he's on two of our Smile Case songs. So the first time I ever heard Wheatus was in Glenmire and he, he sang on that song. Uh, we, we toured with Wheatus in Canada a bunch of years ago and played some shows. Brandon, every time we played Glenmire, he would like throughout the tour, he would hum the chorus and sing it. And then he's just like, dude, when you guys record that, I want to sing on it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, you're just being nice kind of thing. So I sent him the song when we recorded it. And like four hours later, he sent me back his vocal take. And I was like, mind blowing. Glenn Myers just, that song just is just like an innocent, useful song. It's just kind of about my mom's basement, I guess. Ben of The Smile Case. At the start of 2019, Murder Weather was the brand new album from them. By the end of 2019, another album had been released, two in one year. That album was called Amused, Not Amuse by The Smile Case. Let's next head to a bit of uh, fiction that I recorded a number of years ago that uh, hasn't seen the light of day for a while about reviews. House We Built. Drama, three stars, glass house until March the 12th. What can one judge of the performer's talent on any given night? 
Pondering This is where I, the reviewer, reflected on over a glass of pink wine. While looking at the stage with a talentless woman expressing her views to an oh, let's not worry about the audience, they paid to see this. They'll enjoy so not to feel robbed. On that, robberies have been on the rise. So the performer who's been around the traps for a few years reckons with their ability to talk about themselves while standing up like a structural wall of a vintage cottage once lived in by an esteemed family on the coast. Performer, though, seems to have more knowledge with farms than the sea. I saw this as a sign that they'd not done their research and took this as a key moment to check my phone and swipe left for later in the night. The production lacked a green, lush garden to wipe feet on leaving, though the line about the delivery man defending the homeowner was quaint and welcoming. In all, better night would be had at the exclusive club down the road, which as a temporal structure is not for sale, but I'm very sold on. Sounds like my fridge and my fridge magnets. Oh, yeah, you got those. I uh, love those. Don't you have to have them? I could never leave the house if I had those. Oh, really? You don't <laughs> no. have them? Yeah. I know. I would just stand there going. <laughs> I figured out the best way to do it is totally cover the fridge so you can't really move them that well. <laughs> so you really end up with, like, as you're saying, like three word phrases and then you're like, uh, it's too much effort to move all the rest of them. Okay, I'll just stick with that. <laughs> and like for the week, it's like, okay, they look good. Yeah. All right, let's just go for a new place. And they're like, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> Four <laughs> days later. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's stuff inside the fridge yes. as oh, well. Yes, oh, wait, this is a fridge. <laughs> as a mother, looking back, what lessons you're taking from there that you can now impart and, and share. And, and there's some great things back then, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, we watch movies about it now that, that mothers and fathers were very much disconnected from their children. They didn't listen to them if they thought they were raped. They didn't listen to them if they wanted to listen to music. They didn't, you know, now we go, okay, you're a person. It doesn't matter what age you're But see, I, I wasn't like that. My parents were always very intelligent people who always said to us, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're still a person. So everybody is just a person and you're allowed to address them as such, you know, because we're all in the world together, which I think wasn't really a thing, but now it's becoming more of a thing and we're, we're seeing children now. We sort of go, okay, you're a person, you need to learn how to behave a bit, but realistically, we like you and we're going to show you how, to, how things go and we're going to listen to you when you tell us things as well. Because mm-hmm. it was always a one-way conversation, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. So I think that's interesting that people do actually want to be friends with their kids a bit more and think about them and understand them but yeah you don't want to go too far because they are becoming ridiculous <laughs> and sometimes you know I think um, when you see the behavior of some some kids in the world you want to get bring back corporal punishment <laughs> mm-hmm. a big stick perhaps but I don't know yeah the world is is changing in that way and I think maybe in a in a nice way that we are becoming more um, empathetic perhaps to each other as humans I don't know maybe well maybe that's just my first world little thought maybe that's what you know Mm. Maybe that's just me because, I, I mean, I have lived in third world countries, but I am a very sheltered and lucky person. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully everybody, I'm sure everyone in the world doesn't get to have all this, this happiness and, you know, their parents probably send them to work in the salt mines. So, mm. you know, that's probably a bit too big. <laughs> yeah, I was just admiring a baby Chino and going, when did they start becoming popular Jealous? Again? Yeah, I never had that when I was young. <laughs> Kylie Aldis, and we also heard from the wonderful Kathy Renner. Here's another outtake. This is where we're talking about her doing some work for some morning radio. I don't remember the announcers of that time. 
much. I listened to I listened to the ABC a lot now, but back then I wasn't listening to radio. You're a KAFM girl, probably. K- <laughs> yes. Oh well, that's true. That is true. You're right. I'm never right, am I? Five KAFM. Five KA or what was it? Well, it became KFM when it oh, went out. did FM. it? Oh, I see. Mm. Yes, because when I was at uni, I got in, involved in a group, a, a vocal, a cappella vocal jazz group, and and somehow, oh, I can't, I've got no idea how these things happen, they just happen. But we were, we were writing and performing jingles for the, what was it, the zoo? Was it a program? The Morning Zoo Morning was on SAFM. Zoo, so SAFM. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Same building. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Two stations, same building. Yep. Same news team. Yep. Yep. That was lots of fun. I enjoyed doing that. The environment. Yeah. 100% for it. I'm not vegan, though. As an individual, best thing you can do is be vegan. But climate change is a corporate issue. And unless big companies and governments start doing things about it, one person with a keep cup isn't going to do it. You want to think that by doing your bit. But, you know, if everyone's doing it, it's the same thing as, say, an election. You know, I think there was something like 650,000 no, like people didn't vote, didn't rock up, and, and that was the difference. Try not to be too hard on yourself, but, you know, making decisions like, I'm not going to use that straw, I'm going to bring a keep cup or whatever. When you say climate change is a corporate issue yeah in the same breath there you're saying it's not out of the realm of doing your bit though i mean as like i don't know i'm not the authority on anything and i don't do the right thing a lot of the time so i'm not like preaching or anything like that but i just think for your own peace of mind it like when i think about the future it like terrifies me and i think about like really really young people as well in the future that you know that we are creating for them at the moment does that terror manifest itself i think it's a a fleeting momentary kind of thing you know when you think about the gravity also i think about the gravity of other situations that are terrifying that are kind of fleeting it's the same thing singer songwriter eagle mount there having their view and prior to that kathy renner talking about breakfast radio and i do acknowledge that Apart from those in Adelaide, South Australia, those on the East Coast, internationally, a lot of that probably didn't make sense in terms of what Kathy and I were talking about. That's why it probably hit the editing room floor. You're listening to Radio Notes. We're going back over the last 49 episodes or so for bits and pieces that didn't make the cut, not because they weren't great, just due to time in many accounts, or they're a little bit loose, like this with Dan Ellick. No, you don't. You can stay here. <laughs> yeah, I can. Adelaide. I know people, people do come here and they never leave. <laughs> well, uh, the other great thing was Andrew P Street, of course, who uh, originally from Adelaide went to Sydney and came back. Yes. Andrew P Street, a guest in the show last night. We did a sketch. We filmed, we recorded that sketch in this room. Good. <laughs> uh, and also of The Undecided, which was one of the first bands ever played on the radio in 1990s. Right. And, and then he played the Career Girls. So is Andrew P Street like an Adelaide celebrity? Back in the 90s, he was. Oh, great. Because you either like The Undecided or you like The Reckoning. Now, The Reckoning were more my kind of band. They were more the gothic band. Uh-huh. And The Undecided were more pop, upbeat band. <laughs> so you got Seamus, who was in The uh, Reckoning, and uh-huh. then you got Andrew P Street, who was in The Undecided. Wow, so he's like a proper Adelaide celebrity. Oh, that's so cool. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I only know him from Sydney and doing, you know, politically interesting things with him I, in Sydney. I went to Holly Throsby's book launch and he walked in the room a little bit late because he's got bub these days. Yeah, yeah. And I was in absolute awe. I actually stood up for him. Oh, that's so cool. It makes me so excited that I picked the right guy to be at a sketch about Adelaide. <laughs> I called him up yesterday. I said, oh, you know, we've got this refugee on tonight and it's going to be a bit down after he finishes. Can you write a sketch about being an economic refugee from Sydney. And he's like, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll come over on my lunch break. <laughs> Sam, do you feel like you're a success now or on your way to be a success more than a failure? This is a big question. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like I'm a success and I don't feel like I'm a failure. I think that I'm just, I'm just here. That's all I can be. I think that's the best way that I can answer that question. Like I... You know, you could go into, well, what defines success and what is my definition of da, 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 da. I mean, some days I feel like I'm winning on all fronts and other days I feel like, what the f- am I doing? <laughs> so I don't know if you're ever a success or a failure. Maybe you're just always here. At the top of the introduction, I mentioned some music back from 2012. It's available from Bandcamp. People can go and find it. Today's generation probably won't look that far back. They'll look at your latest post. Yeah, and, and it might be a good thing because they're probably some of some of that music is, is some of the stuff I was talking about earlier. Where I said that was, you know, formative for us figuring out who how to be in a band, but, but not necessarily some of our best work. There's some there's some cool um, sort of garage bluesy rock songs there that are far cry from what we're doing now but there's probably a lot of other stuff there that you can tell that we're still figuring out how to even figure out how to, how to record ourselves. But that also so, gets to the point of this instant social media as well as no one actually knows much of a backstory. So whilst I acknowledge what you're saying there, people aren't actually finding out how to get from A to B. They're just seeing C. Well, even most people who have interviewed us, I don't think anyone's bought up the, the two first EPs that are on Bandcamp ever I don't think I've ever heard anyone anyone asking about them uh, well I listened to them when they came out so I just thought I'd go and have a listen back to them so uh, I just thought it was important <laughs> so apologies if uh, it's taken you aside on that let's get back to no, the no. member of the attics there prior to that Sam Buckingham and we also heard from Dan Illick peeling back some of the layers of some of the chats that we've had throughout the year of 2019. Is it true that tea can keep you more youthful in your older years? Yes, it is. There's some really great studies and four cups of tea a day, something like that on average will um, increase your lifespan. (laughs) The thing that I love about tea is that it is, it's a little meditation in your day, Mm. which I think this thing around a mindful moment like we you know there's a lot of kind of talk in our society these days around well-being and mental health and taking a moment for yourself and self-care and I think tea is such a great vehicle to take that moment the process of brewing a pot of tea and enjoying it there's a number of steps and it becomes a little ritual and you can't speed it up because you have to let those leaves brew. So there is a moment that has to be taken. How the heck do you make a piccolo? (laughs) A piccolo just means small. It's the Italian word for small. So just like a piccolo instrument is the small flute. 
the very small little flute. But is there more punch in that? Like people say they have an espresso because it's got just the coffee punch. Well, uh, like at the Silly Goat, technically, no. We use a single ristretto um, in the piccolo glass and then it ends up being about 40 mils of milk that goes into our piccolo glass with a single ristretto, which is probably about 15 mils of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, yeah, so it's just a baby latte. If you look at it, it just looks like this tiny little baby latte to serve to a little baby. Silly Goat, talking coffee, brewed by Belinda's Belinda Hellier prior to that, talking tea. Back to coffee, though, if you want a great drop. Since I'm not sponsored by anyone, I get to give you a quick mention with no money in my back pocket. Baristador Coffee. Give them a Google. Give them a try. Baristador Coffee. A bit of a South Australian drop. Big shoes to say that you're an ambassador for Tasmania, but in some regards you are. What, what do you see the future of the Apple Isle like in the next decade? Yeah, well, I I really hope that we can continue on this path of really promoting the arts. I think what Mona has done for Tasmania is incredible because rather than take Tassie on this path of like just using its natural industries and most cases just destroying them, it's like let's focus on preserving our natural space and arts are a wonderful way to do that like looking at the way that Mona has brought so many people down to Tassie and and has really pushed the whole tourism agenda it's I'm hoping that it's going to be more of that rather than a step in the other direction so yeah I see it as being also a really wonderful space for more people to come down and get creative because the Tasmanian landscape it definitely does something to you in terms of bringing out a lot of creativity and I know people that have sort of started creating bases for people and artists and creatives to like retreats to go and escape. And what is contemporary classical composition mean for you? I guess it's just a a sonic exploration that's in a specific container they get specific funding. They have specific concert halls. And that those like definitions don't necessarily serve the music. I think in Canada specifically, contemporary classical music is has less of an audience than it should. And it's kind of like built up its own exclusivity that doesn't serve the, the music and the players. But... That's, that's too broad that I shouldn't get into it. <laughs> Roxanne, a gravitation, and we did definitely leave it at that point, but some interesting views still the same. Claire and Taylor from Tasmania, you heard before that. Quite a popular one across the year was author as well as street artiste Peter Drew. Here's a bit you didn't hear earlier. Let's talk about your wonderful wife because uh, she's obviously a guiding light for you during some of those harder times. Yeah. Reading the book anyway, it appears. Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, and I have she to comes out her. really well. <laughs> In comparison to me. Yeah, we were speaking about that recently. And I think it's true that, I mean, the book is full of big problems, personal and political. But throughout it, I keep coming back to her. And she is very much the constant, you know, the rock that holds me together in, in a lot of ways. What the the book is about in a lot of ways as well is trying to 
create a clean slate going back into my past and figure out who I am and where I fit in in my family's history but also in the nation of Australia and so yeah it's just trying to clean things out um, before starting afresh so um, which we are both looking forward to and we're both very excited about what kind of cheese probably my favorite cheese is mozzarella I'd say Orca an absolute legend to speak with and equally so Peter Drew Prior to that. And particularly, I guess, listening to her, her voice, her demeanour, her presence, you're, you're head over heels, aren't you? I Yeah, yeah, head over heels for sure, yeah. I'm, I feel like I've been gushing a lot on this tour. <laughs> That's not necessarily I, I like, a bad thing. I know it's not a bad thing, but I kind of feel sometimes I've been like, sorry, I keep talking about this, but it's like all that I'm, not all that I'm thinking about, but it's like, taken up a big space in my head in my heart in my stomach see i'm now thinking about the current australian bachelorette who is both vegetarian and celiac i i can imagine what the life is, oh, really? is like she was on wait, something called wait, wait. so w- w- okay so you said that this the, from the Astra- australian bachelorette uh, that's right celiac and vegan vegetarian i think Okay, I got it. No, we love reality TV shows too. That's one thing we both share. All right. We both like Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules. It's just like, I don't know. Or like we also just like keeping up with the Kardashians a lot. As someone who has studied within the minds and the interpretation of mind, how's people's engagement with music changed psychologically over the last little while? Obviously, people are accessing their music digitally and through streaming more than ever. I think a lot of people are like passive listeners now to music. You don't go and buy an album and put it on because you want to listen to music. You play a playlist. But I mean, maybe that doesn't differ from people who never bought CDs and just listen to radio. Who knows? But I just think more people are engaging with music on that passive level. But in saying that, being in Melbourne and playing in the music scene, there are so many people that really actively support music and it's a really valuable part of their lives to them. I don't feel like people are listening passively on the whole. Yeah, and I mean, there's also things like the vinyl revival, which is awesome. So people do still want that tangible product. Are you going to do um, a double A side of the first two songs? Are you going to wait till the record comes out and then... Where are you sitting with vinyl for yourself? Obviously, financially, it's an issue. I get that. But but emo- mm. emotionally, in terms of that tangibility. I would love to be able to just, like, put everything into tangible form. But money's a thing. So I'm probably going to hold out until there's, like, a substantial an album. Seeing an album pressed on vinyl would be very exciting and fun. As a consumer of music, I really like tangible products, especially if I love an artist. I want to keep it for me in a physical way. Taylor Carroll there, who's had a few singles out and has a massive musical career ahead of them. And prior to that, indie rocker, talking about The Bachelorette, that was Molly Drag. A few minutes left of this episode of Radio Notes, the 50th one. So let's head back to last episode, episode 49. We were joined by Mentoba Howe. Here's a little bit from him you didn't hear last episode to round out this one. But you won't be able to decide what kind of dog to get, though. Uh, well, that 
that, that's a pretty easy decision. Although I think you're right. What I would just do is I would just go to the local pound or uh, where the dogs that were unloved or discarded would be. And I'll just find one that speaks to me there. I'll move on from dogs in a moment, but I just feel the warmth that you have for them. And it's so infectious to hear about it. Which has been the favorite dog across your lifetime? Has there been a particular dog in your life that's been so memorable that they're worthy of a song? Actually, no, I've never written a song about a dog. Uh, Maybe I should have. There certainly are dogs that I love with all my heart. Actually, Nicole has one. Uh, She has two dogs, and they're quite nice, but Callie has got my heart. I believe it's a schnauzer. Just the cutest little thing and so friendly, and she just loves me like family, which is one of the greatest things in my life when I visit Nicole is Callie will just come and cuddle right up with me instantly, and we'll just hang out all day. There was a time a few years ago where Nicole had to be away with her family. They were going on vacation, and I had a little bit of time off in the middle of my tour. So I came to the house and house sat her dog for her for a week. We spent that entire week side by side, Callie basically glued to my hip. It was one of the greatest times I've had in a long time. RadioNotesPodcast.com for show notes and links. Web design there by Steve Davis. Music by Martin Kennedy and All India Radio. I'm Tammy Weller. John Merch is the producer and host based in Adelaide, South Australia. 